Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! this week and this is supposed to be the week that uh, our first week in Portugal in a long long number of years and uh, we weren't able to go because of COVID so we had to cancel our vacation which was a whole thing onto itself but the weather we've had this week since I've been on vacation has been Portugal levels of heat in fact maybe not quite as hot as Portugal but pretty darn close, man. Uh, in Canadian temperatures, we're talking in the realm of the uh, almost mid-30s. Uh, in Fahrenheit temperatures, I guess we're talking pretty darn close to 100 degrees, I guess. Probably like a 90 or something. Maybe 85 to 90. Yeah, it's pretty darn hot and humid, too. Crazy. So I wanted to do another solo episode. These are the ones that I don't want to bother dragging my brother through because, god damn it, boring for him. Like super, super boring for him. So, um, but I, I'm very impassioned about this. So uh, we did a, a sort of mini episode where we talked about Captain Britain, which was my number two favorite all time comic book character. My number one is who we're talking about today might that be so I'm going to tell you because otherwise <laughs> the suspense is going to kill no one but um, my favorite all time character comic book character it's a Marvel character the character's name is Union Jack and many of you don't know who it is you assume he has some association with the uh, British side of the superhero pond which would be accurate. Um, he wears the Union Jack flag. That's his whole chest emblem is just a giant Union Jack flag. Um, and for me, just the greatest comic book character for me. Maybe not the best comic book character of all time, but for me it is. And there's a whole reason for it. So in the Captain Britain episode, covered why he became one of my favorite characters and with Union Jack very very similar scenario in that my uh, original introduction to the character was one of the first comic books I had as a child um, and it was a comic book called The Invaders and it was a big deal for me like a really big deal for me um, and on the team was there was a character called uh, Union Jack of course 
Captain America, Submariner, the Human Torch, Spitfire, uh, and and they were fighting basically Nazis, I guess. I mean, it was a World War II based comic book, even though it wasn't put out during World War II. But me, as a kid, when I was reading these comics, actually, I assumed that I was reading a reprint from the 40s. I assumed it was actually a comic book from the 40s. But that wasn't the case, actually. It wasn't the case at all. The Invaders were uh, a reliving of the glory comic book years of World War II, where there was sort of a, an, an alliance amongst all the comic makers to put the heroes uh, directly involved in the war. And there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of, I don't know, propaganda is the right word. But basically, look, we need to promote buying war bonds. People, you know, basically financing the war so they could defeat uh, the Nazis. So all the comic books during that time had a focus on World War II, um, helping the, the Allies and, and, you know, helping, helping everyone defeat Nazi Germany. So the Invaders comic book was a throwback to those comic years, and it was a, uh, a ret uh, retro historical book um, meant to, sorry, just merging here, it was, uh, it was meant to retrofit the history of Marvel Comics. And the invaders were a team during World War II that were only created in the 70s. But they kind of retrofitted the history that the invaders were, in fact, uh, fighting during World War II. And uh, they kind of expanded on the storylines of uh, the characters. And the main characters really was Captain America, the Submariner, Namor the Submariner, and um, the Human Torch and his psychic Toro. And uh, Bucky, the psychic for Captain America. So that was kind of the gist of it. But they kind of expanded within the Invaders comic books to include additional characters, which included, of course, Union Jack and Spitfire. So this was my first introduction to the character. I, I do really strongly remember the artwork uh, and the style of it and, and the look the whole style, it, it felt very, um, the art, it might be Herb Trimp, I could be wrong, um, but the, the artwork was very reminiscent of those times, of, of those days, so it felt very World War II quality, um, and man, you know, I, I just, I loved it, and you know, it was interesting to learn, you know, years, years later that this was not actually published back then, but anyway, regardless. Um, I really took a shine to the Invader, to Union Jack specifically, because of the costume and because of my age at the time. You know, I, I don't know, it was, it was probably like 10 years older or less. No, I would have been less than 10 years old. It's like five, six years old. And this is all like, wow, this is all new stuff to me. Like, you know, this is this is getting out of that comfort zone of, of Captain America and Spider-Man and um, you know, Superman and Batman and all that stuff. Like this was, this is something else. And in a way, um, because Union Jack was not 
you know, he was not the mainstay of the team. I mean, that was Captain America and Namor and Human Torch, of course. So, I mean, there was a bit of a underdog quality for me. It's like, hey, you know, I like the guy that, you know, isn't the popular guy, you know? Like, I like the guy who's not necessarily the cool guy. So, um, anyway, so that was my introduction to the character. And then, um, I mean, and as a kid, I mean, I didn't, you know, at that age, five, six years old, I don't know how good my reading was, but... You know, I, I didn't get all the nuances of the writing. I didn't understand the history of Union Jack and who he was and uh, and who was behind the masks specifically. Like, I think at that age group, I, I didn't really understand. But uh, a few years later, or there was a... Uh, they used to put these digests, these marble digests out. And it was a digest that... Uh, I think I also, first off, I think I had a comic, it was a Captain America comic, in which Union Jack was in it, and it was a two-parter, I believe it was a two-parter, and I think I only had the one, I don't think I had both, and, and then later, I actually got a copy of this run of Captain America, and it was in Digest digest format what they would do is they would take look it was you know it was a short story arc like a two two or three comic story arc and they included um union jack in it um and it was a two-parter but i mean at the time when i read it as a kid i i don't think i fully grasped what was happening in the story i didn't realize that there was more than one man to wear the mantle of of a union jack fact I didn't understand it was a legacy it was a legacy thing I, I didn't know any of that stuff I just you know I like the costume and I just kind of assumed it was the same person behind the mask even though based on the invaders comics I had read the age there was an age difference and you know was this World War two or was this the you know I, I was a little confused by all that sort of stuff anyway the long and short of all that was uh, I got the digest and I read it and I read it over and then I mean I still own that digest it, it was beautiful these uh, digests usually have had painted covers they were actually paintings so I mean I had that one and then I had Superman versus Spider-Man the, the second such team up and um, I got that at the same time and, and some other ones these digests were great man like I don't know Anyway, so that was my introduction to Union Jack. So that, that's where that's where I met the character. That's where I fell in love. You know, as a kid, it was super fun to draw. I was learning to draw the Union Jack flag. Uh, I don't think I truly understood that it was like a patriotic thing. Uh, you know, that he represented, you know, Britain and he was a, a symbol of freedom, you know, all that stuff. And I think in the World War II stuff, I think I was lost and the Nazis were just super villains. Like, I didn't... I didn't get the whole context as it was, but um, it wasn't until years later that I, I think Union Jack got cemented in my brain as a fave character. We'll go there next. So what brought me back fully into the fold for Union Jack? Yeah, I loved him as a kid. I used to uh, draw a lot of my own comic books 
and featured him prominently as the character, you know, when I was five, six years old, seven years old. And I just drew him a lot because it was, it was a fun design to draw. The, I mean, everything aesthetically about the costume was, was fantastic. It was great. But what I learned in that short little issue that John Byrne drew of Captain America that reintroduced Union Jack into modern times, that's where everything really changed for me. I labored over that digest over and over and over again. And it just kept raising all these questions with me. Like, who is this guy? Like, it because they indicate that the guy's name is Joey Chapman and they introduced Baron Blood in here and I, you know, by the time I had this digest in my possession I had already lost the comic book version of it and I'd already lost most of my Invaders comic books by that point uh, I've explained my comic book collecting as a child before and uh, it was a uh, I didn't keep comic books for very long. Anyway, it's a long story short. We'll, we'll go into it someday, maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at length. But the general gist was, I didn't have those Invaders comic books anymore. I didn't remember anything that was in there. And when I read it, I was really young, and I didn't know much about anything. Um, so by this point, I'd forgotten anything I'd read about it. I remembered the pictures because that's one thing I would do is I would memorize um, each panel and I would recreate these panels. I would draw these panels and recreate them. So visually, I remembered a lot about it, but uh, from a writing standpoint, I didn't really remember very much. So I just labored over that digest, those two issues of Captain America that introduces a, a third Union Jack. And uh, they talk about the legacy and, and you know, they, they hint back to the stories that happened in the Invaders and Lord Montgomery Fallsworth, the, the original Union Jack. And I think there's even hints of the second Union Jack. And and Joey Chapman becomes Union Jack in that issue of Captain America. He becomes the third, the, the first one not related uh, to the Falls, Fallsworths. Fallsworth. Um, so this is a whole new thing. So... I was being reintroduced as as an outsider to the Union Jack mantle and the, the family bloodline and vampires and World War II and all this stuff. So I started really trying to find stuff, but nobody was using Union Jack, at least not on this side of the border. So there wasn't, I mean, I didn't know anything about them. And then the official handbook of the Marvel Universe uh, comes out. And it's alphabetical and it's a series that, you know, every issue um, they go into to various detail of a character. It's basically a, a handbook on, okay, well this is the Super Scroll. this was his first appearance, this is his origin, his strength level, uh, agility level, like just, just things like that, right? Like it's just a handbook and I'm like oh my god maybe I could finally get some information on Union Jack but U is far 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 in the alphabet so I waited and I waited and I waited month after month that the issue of the official handbook was going to have Union Jack in it 
and my memory might be a little dull on it, but I think he got like a one and a half page spread in the book. So I waited months for the smallest bit of information so I could learn the history. And I labored over that. I just read over it over and over like, oh my God, this is so cool. So there's this big legacy and, and it's a character that stretches back to World War II. And, and even then I think it was still confused over the Invaders comic books, not realizing that they weren't World War II era. They were just, you know, adding to retconning things. Um, but anyway, um, you know, it, 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 it ignited uh, a love for me with this character. And, um, and then the next thing to happen after that was, oh boy, I'm just trying to merge into traffic here. It's not going to be very easy. Um, anyway, so, I mean, but there was nothing. Like, Marvel was doing nothing with this character. I, I think, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, Byrne, you know, did, did all this effort of, of bringing Union Jack into, into the 80s uh, with, you know, having a third iteration of the character. And... I don't know if, if the idea was that John wanted to do something with it and maybe it was a series he planned to do at some point, but nothing ever happened. Little did, little did I know that there was some Union Jack stuff that was happening, uh, but I think it was much later, and it was something called the Knights of the Pendragon, where they continued the adventures post um, the third Union Jack being put in place and uh, you know what happened to him there. But this was stuff that I wasn't even aware there was such a series. Maybe they talked about it in uh, Stan Lee's bullpen bulletins or something. But uh, as far as I know, like I didn't know like they had done any stories. And I started to get frustrated because in those two issues of Captain America, they, they laid out so much groundwork for what potentially could be like a, a very, very interesting character. But just nothing ever happened. Lo and behold, many, many, many years later, I see that they uh, have put out a three-issue series of Union Jack. That's it. Three issues. Union Jack's the main character. They're going to talk about him. And um, I remember not being able to get my hands on the comic book. It was very, very difficult. But uh, I did get my hands on the trade. Uh, it's dog-eared and beat up like you wouldn't believe by this point but I read it and reread it and reread it and reread it and it was fantastic um, a, a lot of the style of the presentation of that series um, kind of felt a lot like the Excalibur comics uh, post Alan Davis stuff um, just had that British feel to it that I really 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 liked you know it almost felt like Alan Moore or you know, it just, it had that dark something to it. Like, it was just, it was different. It was cool. So anyway, um, devoured it. And I'm like, okay, I need more. I need more Union Jack. Where am I going to get it? And then they announced that they're going to do a series called, I believe, United We Stand. Um, and that was going to be a four issue. So I'm like, for, I like it. You know, I went to my comic book shop, 
And again, keep in mind, this is a span of time, like a long span of time, a long span of years in between every appearance that this guy had, you know, and finally, like, there's going to be another series. So I, I checked into it, I bought it, I just, I just painstakingly waited month to month, and the writing style on it was so good. It was so international in flavor, it almost had a John's James Bond feel to it, and it, it just proved what I liked about this character. Yeah, he's a, he's a an average combatant, right? He's nothing special. He's got a, a, his old gun and, and an old blade, uh, and the, the, you know shoots silver bullets out of the gun, and um, the blade is silvered. And you know, and he's fighting with he's fighting against overwhelming odds always. He doesn't have super strength, or at least they didn't make it seem like he did. Um, I could probably go into that later, but regardless, he was just an average Joe. He was um, daredevil level in terms of, uh, he was a grounded superhero, but he didn't really have any powers. He had nothing. Um, and he was even less dynamic than daredevil. He was He wasn't as good a fighter. But he was a guy that, you know, he wasn't trained to be a ninja. He wasn't trained. He was a blue-collar dock worker. This is the third Union Jack. And he was just such a... He was doing it because he had to do it. And he was finding ways to get the job done. It wasn't because he was trained as a martial artist or, or any of this stuff. Because he didn't have any of that stuff. He was a... He was a kid that grew up in the streets. And, he, you know, he knew how to take care of himself. So he always figured ways to win the fights and it wasn't because he was the best at anything it had nothing to do with that it was more Tim Drake Robin but he was never smart and he was always played off as a bit so blue collar you know he wasn't that smart so I mean I, I liked everything about it so that, that four issue series blew me away and then finally the dream happened Marvel Legends it was a new uh, toy line and they were putting these amazing action figures and they decided they were going to release a Union Jack action figure and I was so so happy years later my frustration with the lack of use of the character because there was always hints and you know he, they'd always hint him along with Captain Britain but Captain Britain always kind of get the better glory which is, I think, why Union Jack edges it out for me, is that, you know, he never got the spotlight that Captain Britain did. And it was almost like... Sometimes I feel like it was a, it was just a choice, an editorial choice, to push one hero over the other. You know, where Captain Britain was, like, ultra-high-powered. He was, like, you know, uh, um, omega-level power. And Union Jack was the street guy. He was the Captain America, except, you know, he was even more grounded than Captain America. He didn't have any of that stuff that Cap had. He was just, you know, it was different. So anyway, um, and I just today just bought, they just released a Union Jack action figure again. So this is this will be the third time he's had one. Two of them are the Marvel Legends, like, full-size ones. And then they also released, like, the... Was it three-and-a-half-inch one? You got that one as well. And I just love the character. So, 
to cap this off, yes, one of my favorite characters of all time, no, is the most favorite character of all time. Um, collecting all of his appearances is incredibly easy. Um, but um, I even, I, I went so far to feel that the unuse of this character uh, could be, you know, dated all the way back to the choice. Like, we can only have one Brit hero in the mainstream Marvel Universe, and we're going to go with Cap, Captain Britain. But anyway, I was so frustrated with all that that I actually went and wrote a script um, that I sent to Marvel. And nothing ever happened with it, you know, as, as those things sort of go. But I wrote this three-issue miniseries for Union Jack to introduce him to this side of the pond. And this was before that four-issue miniseries came out, but um, it, 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 sent, it, you know, it, it showed the potential for this character in the Marvel Universe on the U.S. side um, and how he could mesh um, with all the other heroes, like, you know, the Daredevils and stuff. And I, I put him against villains that he shouldn't be fighting or, you know, not they're not in the same class. And just to make it easy, just to show that, you know, if written well, not to say that I'm a great writer, but if Union Jack is handled well, he could flourish in the Marvel Universe. It's just we're waiting for the right writer to take him on. And that is my number one. Um, if they ever put out an omnibus, it would be a very short one. But I would buy it. I'd be first in line, just like I've been first in line for anything Captain Britain. So, anyway, folks... Union Jack, check it out. Go to the Marvel, marvel.com, and you can look up his bio there. You can see the deep, rich history um, of the character and just what a great, great character he is. See you guys on the flip side.